Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Decision Hour. I am your host, Adam Bird, and I, uh, yeah, I'm speechless right now. Uh, I got an interview lined up for you tonight. First off, let me put this disclaimer uh, out there now. If you're at work, put some earbuds in. If the kids are around, put them to bed, put some earbuds in. This one's getting hot. It's going to be heavy, uh, and it's going to be a good time. Uh, That I promise you. Um, Recently was introduced to this young lady uh, through social media. She has a podcast called Midlife Craving, and just just the name of it itself, I was like, Midlife Craving, I wonder what that about. I click on it, and oh my God. Um, It's it's awesome. Very entertaining, and uh, so I, I just decided, you know what? Gonna reach out and see if she'd be willing to uh, come on the show and and talk uh, to you guys today. So, without further ado, Adrian Hollister. Adrian, how are you? I am doing great, Adam. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I, uh, you know, we were talking offline, and and I'm, I'm sitting here just, you know, red in the face right now. Um, <laughs> Because of because of everything you do. so listen, I, I, w- I want to dive into this. Tell okay. the tell the listeners a little bit about you, who you are. Sure. So my name's Adrian Hollister, and I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, and I'm about to turn forty years old, okay. and I'm like, what the fuck? Um, okay. The idea, yeah, you know, like so the idea about this podcast and where this podcast came from was. I have just been going through a lot of crazy stuff, you know, divorce and then, you know, a boyfriend. And then that situation got complicated. And I was just thinking like, God, there's so much going on. And like, I looked around the room at my friends and like, she's going through a divorce and then she's, you know, in a sexless marriage. And this person over there is really unhappy. And this person over there just is free. And she's dating every Tom, Dick and Harry on Bumble. And it's like, I just like, no one talks about this. You know, no one talks about how crazy this time of life is. And I was like, I feel like this is midlife right now. And, right. you know, I think to make it to 80, I mean, that's a pretty long life if you ask me. Uh, and so I just started thinking like, God, is this a midlife crisis? But I'm also a nympho and my life like revolves around sex. And I'm like, so I'm always craving that and like craving more when it comes to that. And uh, so midlife craving was born. <laughs> And that's so, it. Fun that's fact. all the time we have today, folks. That's yeah. the show right there. I, Listen, <laughs> I swear to God, I thought about the name. So it was during it was during quarantine uh, right. last spring, and I had taken my backyard. I bought every inflatable that Amazon had, and I filled it with my entire backyard was like inflatable pools, inflatable chairs, you know, big unicorns everywhere. And my friends and I would just lay out back there, and just I literally was spraying myself down with a garden hose in a bikini, and I was like midlife craving. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> so that is truly, I have, you know, I have a video, I have a video of it on my Instagram account and I have a video where I was sitting there spraying myself with the hose. And that's the moment that I thought about midlife craving, midlife craving. All right. So listen, mm-hmm. folks, if you're listening to this show right now, it means you're already online. So just open up another browser, go to midlifecraving.com and then you can find her on Instagram and I believe you yeah. on Facebook and stuff too. Most, mostly Instagram, right? Yeah, you know, I don't have a Facebook page, okay, so uh, but I have Instagram, Instagram and my website, yeah. anywhere you listen to podcasts. So 
<laughs> believe me, you'll be happy that you're going to follow her. Um, <laughs> so I just want to say, so I'm talking about, you know, I feel like I'm redefining midlife. Yeah. I, I feel like midlife is right now for me. Okay. And I talk about everything from life, sex, goals, and a whole lot of hell knows. Like okay. shit I'm not tolerating anymore at this age. And um, sex, tons and tons of sex. <laughs> so there's a lot of sex and there's yeah. a lot of it because you mentioned that you were a nympho and mm-hmm. you like sex. Got it. And, mm-hmm. I'm, and and here and here's the thing. I'm not getting. I'm not going to get into too much detail with that because I want people to go listen to <laughs> some of <laughs> some of the episodes. Um, it's funny. Like right now, right now, as you're you're laughing about it, like you're, but I want to normalize sexual behavior. Um, okay. I want to normalize watching porn. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with it. You, so you think there's a healthy there's a healthy line to or or do you just think nope it should be like an everyday thing. Um, sex. I could, I know. I think that should be an everyday thing. That's no, absolutely. Secret. Like, I, I, I mean, and to, to be honest with you, when I talk about it on my show all the time, I struggle with finding it. That's a huge, my sex drive is a huge issue in my relation, every relationship I've ever had. And I know every man is thinking like, I can handle her. Okay. Well, <laughs> it, when you're watching it and you're, you know, you know, enjoying porn, watching what someone else is doing. When you're actually in this in the situation and doing it, like a lot of men are intimidated by me because right. um, I have wild and crazy things and fantasies that I want to do, and they're like, "You want to do what?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, this is happening." So you do and see, and that's you. So I would I would classify that as like you have a very free spirit, mm-hmm. right? And and that that that's cool that you have a free spirit. I I really want to get into. I'm, I'm going to put that on hold for a second okay? because I want to talk about, you know, the life, midlife cravings, life, mm-hmm. sex, goals, <laughs> and we're definitely going to get to the, oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. Um, the life side of it, explain that in more detail. You know, I mean, I, th- I guess a lot of the life things that I talk about are just the different stages that you find yourself in, uh, in your forties. And I think a, a huge part of that is divorce. I talk a lot about divorce. My divorce really changed, uh, the path in my life and it, you know, broke down a lot. Of, I lost a lot of friends. It broke down a lot of, you know, friendships and relationships in my life. I lost a lot, you know, through, I got sued constantly by my ex-husband, um, for child support. So I had to liquidate my small business that, you know, was allowing me to be creative. Um, there's a lot of things that I lost. Like my, my life just totally changed after that. And, um, so then you're thrown into this world of being a single parent. I mean, I could talk about being a single parent all day long. In fact, I'm going to have a guest on, I just confirmed with him today because I want to talk about, you know, co-parenting and then parallel parenting, which a whole, which is a whole different thing. A lot of people don't know about, that's something I do with my ex-husband because we cannot co-parent together. Um, it's hard to co-parent with someone that's not healthy. Right. Right. So that's, um, but you know, divorce and people. And also, you know, there's a lot of loss. Like I talked, I am going to talk to one of my friends who lost her husband and, um, you know, people are going through a lot of different things right now. It's funny. I, uh, it was just telling a friend, I was like, you know, I'm feeling my like age right now, you know, like people are getting older and I'm noticing it and I still feel 21, you know, but it's like, I'm turning 40 this year. Like that's a big number, you know? Um, so just a lot of different life things. I think mostly, you know, relationships, dating, kids, right? Right. So all of that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I get the this. You know, you brought up single parenting because I'm I'm pretty familiar with with that side of it. Being had been a single parent for 15 plus years. 
yep. um, myself. And then I was fortunate enough from that side of it, it was like the other person, the, his mother wasn't in the picture. So I didn't mm-hmm. really have to worry about trying to co-parent uh, or anything That's a like huge that. blessing. And I want to say something. I want to say something right now to people that are a single parent and they're an only parent. And they might be thinking, because I know when I was going through my divorce, I was like, oh my God, I'm breaking up my daughter's family. It was, you know, gut-wrenching. And that was, but I just want to say, if you're a single parent and you're an only parent, and you're concerned about that, it's important to know that your child only needs one healthy parent. Right. Um, and if you're also in a relationship where the other parent isn't healthy, for you to leave is the best thing you could do for your child. Oh, I'm um, so glad you said that. One healthy parent. I'm so glad mm-hmm. you said that because I've seen so many times where people will stay in a relationship where they're miserable mm-hmm. because oh, I'm staying in it because of my kids. I want to throat punch them when they say that. It's like you're yep. not doing that child any favors, any favors. by staying no. there at all. In fact, you're making it worse for them. Mm-hmm. And it's only going Absolutely. and the longer you prolong that, the worse it's going to get. A hundred percent. You know, I think society, and that's another thing I talk a lot about, like societal pressures. Yeah. It's unfucking believable to be believable to me, the way that they pressure, you, you know, get married, you know, uh, first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes baby in the baby carriage. Well, it's like, bitch, all that's really fucking hard. And Disney lied. They're fucking liars and assholes. And I hate that whole happily ever after bullshit because truly the only happily ever after you're going to get is the day, like the day of your wedding, the honeymoon. And then that's your happily ever after. Now, bitch, put your boots on, (laughs) strap up because shit's about to get real. And, you know, society sets you up for a lot of failure in your life and and it it traps you into feeling guilty and pressured and you start fighting yourself doing things you don't want to do. And then it's like miserable people fucking everywhere. I mean, that's the world problem is right now. You're talking (laughs) about society and and that stigma that they put on people. And and I think Mm. we've become such a society and, you know, I'm relatively in my early forties still, uh, I, I would say probably the last 30 years, though, it, it's been we've become such a lazy society as a whole that mm-hmm. well, I saw it on TV. So that's that's what a family looks like or that's what this looks like. We're we've become sheep, basically. Oh, and, and, yeah. and you have to you you really have to step out and be comfortable in your own skin um, really to move forward in, in a healthy in a healthy way. And here's the other thing. I'm going to say this because you put me on a soapbox here real quick. Is I, I, if, if you are the type of person that has to believe everything that you see on social media or everything that you see on TV, then I, honestly, I, I feel bad for you. And I've said this before. I'm not going to apologize for it. You can fuck off. It, it doesn't... I, it, that's, Can I tell you like what those that. people are? Yeah. They're existing. They're you're, existing. You're, they're not living. You're, you're right. Mm-hmm. You, that is absolutely, you're, you are not living if that's mm-hmm. what, you, what you are doing. Step out. And here's the other thing. It's nobody's business what you do. And here's the other, here's the beauty of that is it's not your business what other people think of you. So, absolutely. so, so why I think care? That's one of the why do you yeah. care? Why care? So one of the things that I am very proud of and one of the things that I really want to share with my listeners is, you know, it's okay to be who you want to be. Like I live unapologetically. I am very, uh, 
out there with, you know, the things that I like, and I talk very candidly about them. And some people might be like, Oh my God, I can't believe her. But really I'm just saying what everyone's thinking and I don't feel bad about it. And I will say, I feel like this age, you know, this like mid, I was saying, you know, my fellow midlife cravers and people that are wanting more, I feel like it's really you breaking out of your shell of being like unfucking bothered. I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me anymore. I'm going to do me and be happy. And honestly, once you learn that and once you own that, yeah. you're going to be happy. Now you're going to be happy, not pleasing everybody else. And because I'm here to prove it to you. I mean, I did the whole get married, have a baby, perfect family, pick a fence bullshit. And I was absolutely miserable. You know, I would be happier living in a cardboard box right now. Um, with all my vibrators and dildos around me. <laughs> I mean, that to me would be better, ha- better happiness than having the perfect life on Facebook or matching pajamas at Christmas time. Like no one gives a fuck about that. <laughs> right. I, I like the fact that you are so open about it. And the, and the fact that you just, you kind of, what's, what's that say? No fucks given, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know what you're, all you're doing is, is yeah. Listen folks. Again, I got to say this midlife craving.com midlifecraving.com go check it out right now adrian's saying stuff that that we're all thinking anyway we're just mm-hmm. to you know shield or like oh i don't want to say that because i'm afraid of what people think well can i be honest with you so my Fuck very first that yeah yeah like if you guys my have been listening you guys have been listening to this show i created this show in 2015 and you guys know that i've done shows wow. prior prior to that like you guys know, no filter, no nothing, you know. And I try to keep it, but but this is one of those cases where we, I I have to I have to say it. You you cannot live your life in a bubble. Be who you are. Be who you are. Don't be afraid to show who you are. If people don't like it, then that guess what? Thank them because that means those are the people that don't need to be in your life. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I actually said that in for episode 10 that I did, I did 10 things I learned in my thirties. Right. And one of them was, I was like, if you don't like me, fuck off. And I mean that in like the nicest way possible. I'm genuinely not offended. Um, you don't have to be near me. I have plenty of friends. You know what I mean? Right. Um, everybody for some reason wants to be, they want to find their worth in someone else. And I don't understand that. I want to find my worth in someone else and then find people around me that are worthy of me. Um, I don't need someone to validate who I am or what I want in life. Right. You know? Yeah. I like that. But I was going to say something. So funny story. Uh, I, when I first started my podcast and I was thinking about things, I was going to say my very first episode, I told a couple of friends and I had two that were like, you cannot say that. Like, what is wrong with you? You know, your parents might listen to that. Your grandmother might listen to that. And you know what I said? If they don't know that I'm like that now, then who the fuck do they think they're related to? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not ashamed. So I shared a story, actually. It's really funny. This is true. So, you know, my daughter, she goes to private school and she went back to school this fall, which was huge for me. And it was a big time for everybody to be going back to school. And every day, I mean, coronavirus ripped through that school. It did. So every day it was like there was somebody else that had it. And so I would get a voicemail. You know how schools call you and give you a recording at night. Right. So I had a stressful day at work. And the way that I relax is I jerk off. So the first thing I do when I came home and I have my favorite vibrator, who's Captain Morgan. It's the best thing in the world. Um, And I come home and I'm like hanging out with Captain. This is me and him. We're just letting it go. Right. I'm watching porn on my phone. So 
I swear to you, I get a phone call and it's the school, but I'm like, it's going to be a recording. I'm not concerned about this. And I answer it. And then I'm like, wait a minute. And it's, she's like, hello. hello? And I'm like, oh my God. Cause like the vibrator is like, I mean, it is so loud. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And she's like, Mrs. Hollister. And I'm like, um, um, wait, hold on. And so I turn the vibrator off and I'm like, hi. And she's like, hi, I just want to let you know that, you know, the person that sits in your daughter's cohort, they got exposed, whatever your daughter has to say. I'm like, okay, okay. So I like hang up the phone. I'm like, well, first I of course finished because duh. But, and then I called my best friend and I didn't say anything. I just turned captain on and she was like, bitch, are you masturbating? And I was like, oh my God. I was like, you can hear that. And she was like, Adrian, yes. It was so fucking loud. So like, are you jerking off on the phone with me? And I'm like, I answered the fucking school nurse, the vibrator. <laughs> In fact, today's like international nurses day or some shit. And like the Facebook page was like, oh, you know, school nurse, we love her. And I'm thinking like, God, but you know what? It is what it is. Like if if someone in my daughter's school listens, which I'm sure they have, and they have something to say about that, I'll be like, and what, you know? Yeah. I like, I like using vibrators. It's my thing. I, you know, like I'm a very sexual person and I don't see anything wrong with it. And maybe if half the world jerked off more and got off more, everybody would be much happier. (laughs) You know, like I know a lot of people right now who definitely need to get fucked or order a Captain Morgan. <laughs> By the way, I know people are thinking like, what's Captain Morgan? I just, I name, I name things in my life. So I name all of my dildos, all my barbers. And uh, he's like the clit sucker one. I'm sure you've seen the advertisement on, um, on uh, Amazon or Instagram. It's called Tracy's dog. Sorry. I just have to get it out there. <laughs> Your listeners are going to be like, what is it called? And trust me, get it. Ugh best invention ever this is not a paid <laughs> advertising uh i totally I'm lost, just laughing I, totally lost what I, was gonna <laughs> I totally lost what i was gonna say um, i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> but i'm saying like i'm not you know i'm not gonna hold back clearly of, clearly yeah, yeah, you I do not couple, hold yeah. back no on anything but you mm-hmm. know what that's one of the reasons why i respect you because uh at least I know in, in conversations that you and I've had, uh, that you're just, you're a real person. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I am. And and there's, and there's a lot to say like of that, you know what I mean? Um, right. In my opinion. So yeah, for (laughs) it's, this is great. Everybody literally (laughs) right now is like, Adam, you haven't done a show like this and and I've had sex therapists on, uh, and, and that was a couple years ago. Uh, they should probably be talking to my ass. Yeah. So this is, uh, yeah, this is every, I I know I can just hear the questions and, and, uh, see the ratings go through the roof on this one right now. Um, well, just so you know, that's like one of my tame stories. (laughs) Midlife craving.com. And I know because I've heard some of your episodes. Um, I want to talk goals real quick. Okay. What you started this podcast and and to me it sounds like it's almost a it's like a version of, of life just like a day in the life of yeah. of, of you and just your experiences. But it, but it's more than that though. So I you know I talk about 
a lot of different things. And one of the things that's been happening lately is my, my listeners are requesting things for me to talk about. Like this week, they're like, this, they're like, we want you to talk about friendships and how they change and evolve, you know, in this time of life. And so I talked about that, but, um, I forget what I was going to say. You were, you were talking about, what would you say before that? No, it was, you know, it's, it's like a kind of like, it's almost like a day in the life of oh, Adrian, right. but, it, but you know, your experiences, but the, I, I'm gathering from the, the show that it's so much more than just sex, the escapades and, and, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like you're talking like real, like, you know, we talked about single parenting earlier in the show and you have goals and stuff like that. And you just gave a great example of your listeners wanting to talk about, you know, friendships and stuff like that. So the, the goal of the podcast, it, it's, it's, it's so much more than just what it looks like on, on, the screen. Yes. And you know, my, my podcast is definitely sex heavy. That's just because that's who I am. Right. But my ultimate goal and the reason why I started this show is because I want to normalize that, you know, it's okay to not be okay right now in this time of life. And I think another thing that I haven't touched on yet is like mothers, especially, you know, you dedicate your life to your children and then you turn 40 in your forties and you're like, what do I do now? You know what I mean? And I think a lot of people are fine are feeling themselves being lost. And I just want them to know that, you know, they're not alone. You just said it's okay not to be okay. Mm -hmm. Elaborate. You know, for instance, uh, I went through a very traumatic divorce. Um, it impacted my life in a lot of negative ways. And I went through a lot of things. I almost lost everything, um, which was really rough and, you know, not fun to go through. And then I found myself, you know, in another relationship where there was just some unhealthy things going on. And in my last episode, I talked a lot about relationships and it's actually called like don't fuck the bartender and like ways to, you know, ways to improve dating in your life. But one of the things I talked about was setting standards and having non-negotiables in relationships. And I find I, I, there was a non-negotiable in my last relationship and, um, that has ended now, actually it just recently ended. And, uh, I find myself single again and it's like, Oh fuck, you know, the world wants to see everybody paired up. They're like, Oh my gosh, like, aren't you lonely? And it's like, no, like I'm not alone. I'm with myself. Like I'm a person too. Right. And I am alone, but I'm not lonely. And there's so much pressure that comes along with that. And it's like, it's okay if you're restarting at the age of 40, it's okay if you're feeling shitty and you're broken over a relationship, but you've held your boundaries and standards high and, uh, you're working through things, you know, I don't know. I just feel like people, I feel, you know, I feel the pressure in my family. Everybody's been married forever. My, mm. I was probably, I, you know, my mom made this big deal. She was like, you're the first Hollister to get divorced. And I'm like, I'm the first Hollister to be fucking happy. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, but everyone, and I, I felt it like, there'll be like, oh, here she comes the wild single girl, you know? And it's like, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Bad, you know, badge um, of honor. It's nor- yeah, just normalizing yeah. that, you know, shit can be fucked up right now. And you're not alone because people don't talk about that. It's that Facebook, you know, put your matching pajamas on, smile for the camera, you know, let's take a selfie on vacation after we're so happy. And then I'll walk away and be like, I fucking hate him. You know, like that's what happens. It's, and no one talks living, about it. It, it. You're living in a fake world mm-hmm. by doing that. Right. You know, people are too, you're right. People are too afraid to talk about how they truly feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is getting deep. This is not where I thought this. This I know. This is getting but deep, I but I like this. And but this is cool. This is cool. Why do you think that is, though? Is it is it just the pressure of society of trying to like 
you know, have we become other than a lazy society? Do you think we've become a society of like one uppers? Like, oh, we have to, you know, this is our picture perfect. Definitely life. keep it up this. with the Joneses is a huge thing. Social yeah. media has created um, a monster with that. Um, I also think people are terrified and they are they live in fear over you know what's on the other side and um people are also they get comfortable and Ooh, complacent yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. a thing yeah. you know and uh i it's funny i have a friend that's in a situation right now and she's like i'm just too scared i'm just i'm just so you know i'm comfortable like he, this is my comfort and she'll say to me you know how did you get out of your marriage how did you leave you know your last relationship and i'm like because I was, you know, even though it is scary and it, the unknown is very scary, but what's the alternative? Keep living in this hell that I'm in, that I'm in already now. Yeah. I mean, it's got to get better. It can't get worse than being stagnant. And like I said, existing, like I want to live and I'm not able to do that because I'm constantly dealing with someone that has a problem and my life is, it's a cycle. I talk, you know, that's another thing I talk about on my shows is cycles. You know, I was living in this vicious cycle um, over the last year and a half of like, you know, incident smoothing things over, you know, the bartering and the buying comes in. I love you. I love you. I love you. And then, you know, go back to normal until rinse and repeat the incident happens again. And then smoothing over, you know, like it's, it's rough. So I just, I think people get, they get comfortable, they get complacent and then they live out of fear. I know a lot of people that live out of fear and they're terrified about what's on the other side, but I like to ask them, you know, what's the alternative You keep living like this. (laughs) That's not fun. What, what, so if you were to sit back and, and if as the listeners are listening to this right now and they're like, okay, so mm-hmm. what's the overall purpose of the show? What would you say? To normalize that life is not perfect. perfect. <laughs> to perfect. normalize that, especially this stage in life, there's a lot of change that people do not talk about. Um, you put on your happy face for Facebook and then move on. But there's a lot of change and a lot of things. And, you know, your marriage evolves and your parenting evolves. Your kids are getting older. Um, your friends are going through other things. And I feel like just normalizing and letting people know, like, it's okay to feel that this way, you know? Adrian, I want to <clears throat> do another transition here. Okay. <laughs> you, you, you say on one of the topics of, of your show is the, oh, hell no's. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? I have a lot of them. <laughs> so so, so give, give us a couple examples of like, oh, sure. hell no. So like I was just saying, one of the biggest ones I feel like is in relationships yeah. is, you know, dealing with bad behavior, um, you know, non-negotiables, um, dealing with, I don't know, the, the, like in relationships, I feel like there's just so much stuff like, that's oh hell no for me. Um, sacrificing yourself for someone else or not being who you are because you're scared to say so. Wow. Um, that's oh hell no. Okay. Uh, I mean, there's so many. God, someone who isn't for me, you know, someone who's not adventurous in the bedroom. Oh hell no. Right. Like then move over. You know. Right. So, um, I'm tracking. I'm tracking. It's just not. It's just not tolerating dumb shit. You have it's a not, list of things that you definitely do not want in a relationship. Do I have that? that? No, that's basically what the hell knows are. Yeah. Like, and, and, or in, or in life, like the way that like, maybe I was talking about friends this week and one of my listeners was telling me how her best friend was like, I mean, basically verbally abusing her. And I was like, Oh hell no girl. Right. Like we don't tolerate that. Right. You know, um, 
she's a friend of me. And I'm going to, I talked about that. And I talked about like the different out, like the different circles of friendship. So like outer circle, middle circle and inner circle. And I talked about like the different layers of all that and who should, you should stay close to or how you should, you know, interact with those different circles of friends. And, uh, that's, Oh, hell no to me, you know? So it could be a friend, um, or someone that's someone at work or, you know, a boss that's treating you bad or something like that's Oh, hell no. Like it's basically just not tolerating shit anymore i'm too old that's the thing like i've reached this age and i'm just i'm done with it i love it (laughs) i love it i got another question for you as we're getting drawn close to time here and folks before i ask this question i want to remind you if you're listening to the show open up another browser go to midlifecravings.com i'm telling you you'll be happy that you (laughs) did listen to listen to the at least the first three episodes um on it. You got what twelve? You just launched the twelfth episode tonight at midnight. Tonight at midnight. Just, okay, so yes, and I just want to say something else too. Uh, and thank you, by the way, for promoting me and boosting me up. I appreciate you. Uh, I the one of the things I talk about is I have like segments in my show, right? And like I always start my episodes with my five minute orgasm, okay. and it's where I release all the shit going on in my life. And I think that's why I have a podcast. It's like the shit that happens to me it's mind blowing. And so I start off every episode where I'm like, I mean, I'm not kidding you. Like just this past winter, um, my insurance lapsed because there was a disconnect with the MBA and and my insurance. And then I was riding on, I was riding dirty with expired tags (laughs) and an expired license. And I'm like, bitch. And my grandmother had a heart attack. I had to go pick her up from the hospital. I'm like, listen, if we get pulled over, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to run. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to jail. Like, you're gonna have to drive your ass home. You just had heart surgery this morning and you're gonna have to drive because I'm fucking riding dirty right now. I mean, these are just this crazy things that happened to me. Uh, this, this week, I just talked about some crazy things that happened and things are always evolving with me. And I'm, I'm out here sharing it loud and proud. <laughs> My five it. minute orgasm. I've but I also have other it. segments that I love where uh, my listeners can ask me anything and, you know, I'm wide open. <laughs> And then another segment that I love is my just the tip segment, uh, where I give great sex tips. And I also, I'm, you know, I love, I, this is my thing. This is my passion. I create sex games. So if you go on my website, there's sex games there that you can print and play with your significant other and have more fun in the bedroom. So see, I'm so you're, doing you're, all you're, you're, you're <laughs> adding value to relationships. Yes. Like I want to, I want everyone to up their sex game. I think that it makes everyone happier. And you know, one of the things is people, the communication is key when it comes to relationships, but communication is even bigger in the bedroom. And I created these sex games to kind of be an icebreaker. Uh, I found, like, as I said, it's a challenge for me to find someone that can keep up with me. And so I have like a sex match game and I found a lot of guys that I've played it with are like, their inhibitions are gone. They're like, well, this is fun, you know? And then someone that's not really into eating pussy, all of a sudden they're eating my pussy really well. So it's like, great. Win-win for me. (laughs) By the way, if you're not eating pussy, fuck off. (laughs) That's another thing. I can't. I can't deal with that. That's a non-fucking negotiable. That's a, oh, hell no. Guys, that needs to be in your (laughs) diet. Um, That's an oh, hell no, Adam. Add it to the list. That's an oh, hell no. I swear to God, the next date that I'm on, I'm going to be, he's going to be like, you want to go to dinner for me? I'm going to be like, first I need to know how much you like eating pussy because I'm not breaking bread and watching you eat something else unless I know you're going to be dedicated (laughs) to my pussy. So, (laughs) sorry. See, there we go. (laughs) 
God bless. I... And also one of my one of my biggest tips, by the way, that I share on my just the tip segments on my show is because a lot of guys out there, they don't even know what a clit is. And a lot of guys out there have no idea how to eat pussy. And you can actually watch porn. There's how to's. So watch more porn. That's my biggest sex tip <laughs> to any and everyone. Watch more porn. You increase your sex drive, number one, because you're turned on all the time. And number two, you're fucking learning shit. Okay. It's the best. This, <laughs> I have never denied this being an educational type show. So um, <laughs> it's definitely. Oh, I'm going to take you to school. It, it's def- I'll school your ass. It's definitely. <laughs> hmm. It's definitely uh, a unique one. Listen, Adrian, I got okay, one. Go I got. Ahead. I got one more question for you. I got. Okay. I ask this to everybody. Okay. You're on a show called The Decision. You're on a show called The Decision Hour. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and, By the way, this happens to my guests all the time. I, They're like, I, I don't <laughs> doubt that. One minute. Uh, you're on a show called The Decision Hour, and we mm-hmm. make decisions. Some of us more than others uh we make decisions every day right Mm -hmm. so name a time in your life where you had to make that decision what was that decision and what was the atmosphere like for you at that time the one of the biggest decisions i've ever made yeah oh man it's funny because i'm going through a pretty uh big shift in my life right now where I feel like I made a really big decision um mm. just recently. So I feel like I want to talk about that. Yeah. But it's probably huh? Yeah. Do I it. Mean, but my but my biggest decision was probably leaving my marriage. Ooh. That's okay. where my life turned right, around. Go, go on. So what was the atmosphere like? Or, or did you wake up and you're just like enough's enough. I'm done. Oh my God. Okay. So you you know me, I I cannot sugarcoat and I can't um lie or deny or make up shit. So I'm gonna tell you. All right. So uh, my ex was very toxic. Uh, I had no idea. Like he was one of those people, like his mask came off. Like the moment we got married, uh, I ended up being a single mom. He moved to guest bedroom. I was miserable, but I think I said I had a successful social media business and I was doing really well. Mm-hmm. So I made a lot more money than him. And, uh, I actually had gone to a lawyer and I was like, okay, like I got to get this done. So I, I, it was a progression. Like, you know, I knew how unhappy I was. Was this over so, a few, I gotta be clear. Is this over like a few years or is this four years? Four years. Okay. Okay. Four years. Okay. I was like, cause I mean, he didn't want to be a father and I mean, there was just nothing there anymore. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, so it was a progress and I went to a lawyer and he was like, listen, if you leave, you're going to pay alimony, you're going to pay child support. And I felt so fucking trapped. So I made it my goal. Cause I knew that he was like cheating and, uh, so I made it my goal to catch him. Like that was my thing, but here's, this is how this went down. And I haven't even shared this on my show uh, yet. Is, uh, and everyone wants to hear me All talk right. about this. All right. Yeah. Okay. So in 2016, I went on like a debt diet and I paid off $42,000 in 10 months. Um, I did the Dave Ramsey thing. I really did. So I became completely debt free, uh, aside from my house. And I lost 55 pounds. I was 244 pounds. I lost like 55, 60 pounds. And then I lost another 20. And like I said, my successful small business, one of the clients that I had was a plastic surgeon. And he was like, Adrian, you've changed my business. You've tripled it in three years. In one year, he was like, so uh, you can have whatever surgery you want. So I was like, I want a tummy tuck. I've lost so much weight. I had a baby, whatever. So March 7th, 2017, I had a tummy tuck. So my entire body got cut in half. Uh, I had no idea what this was going to entail, but basically I had to wear, this is fucking true. I was so May 7th, I mean, March 7th, I had the surgery two days later, 
um, I was going through phone records because here I am sleuth. I was like trying to fucking find him cheating. And I found a number and I was like, oh shit. Mind you, I'm high on Percocets as well. Right. So I'm like, woo, this is fucking fun. Right. So I call it and it was this girl and I was like, oh my God, I caught him. And it was the best day of my life. But the fucked up part was like, I didn't realize it's like when you have a tummy tuck, you have, <laughs> you have to wear an adult diaper because you're like <laughs> leaking fluids everywhere. So here I am sitting in a lazy boy in an adult diaper <laughs> and like a moomoo, like a hospital moomoo. I can't even like bitch can't even stand up. And I called him cheating on me. And I was like quoting MLK. I was so fucking free. I was the happiest girl in the world. But I'm like, what a fucking hot mess. Like I'm like popping Percocets <laughs> in an adult diaper. And I'm like, this is my emancipation. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so that's true. So literally within two weeks, you know, I see, I see jokes about like, there's nothing like a woman who just breaks up with somebody. She'll have like her master's degree, buy a new house and own 15 cars by the end of the month. Right. Like that's true. Like my fire under my ass, I had a lawyer, a lender, um, my entire divorce packet and everything tied up with a pretty little bow. The moment I could stand up. So like two weeks later, I like limped into my lawyer's office and I was like, it's fucking time. Uh, that was the best and biggest decision that I've ever made. And I made it in an adult diaper. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, yeah. There's also a lot of first on this uh, <laughs> on this particular show. And I can honestly say we've never had God. anybody bring up over the years, as long as I've been in the entertainment business, anybody talking about being in an adult diaper. So, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh <laughs> No shame. There's another first in just this episode. Yeah. Uh, so but, uh, can I say, I think the, so I will say that's the best and biggest decision I made. Can I say the hardest decision that I made was yeah. actually recently. Um, I fell in love. He's Prince Charming on my show. Uh, and he was, he was my happily ever after. Right. And uh, about a year and a half in or two years, I just started to realize, you know, he had a problem um, and I don't want to put his business in the streets, right, but right, right, right. you know, and it was just a behavior and I tried really hard to help him. And, you know, cause I know I can't change anybody, right. but I was just trying to help him. And um, the more things change, the more they stay the same. And it was one of the most painful and hardest decisions that I've ever had to make. And it's for me to break up with him and, um, not tolerate bad behavior or, you know, non-negotiables anymore. So I'm still, I'm still in pain from that. In fact, I just announced to my listeners this episode that, um, we're no longer in a relationship oh, and, wow. uh, it's tough stuff. So it's, it's, you know, life is about making those tough decisions. I like, you know, the decision hour, like these are the moments that shape the rest of your life, right. you know? Right. So Adrian, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you as a person, our friendship, um, folks, again, right back at you. go check out her show, Midlife Craving, at midlifecraving.com. That's all the time that we have here today, folks. Um, before we let you go, make sure you go check out our parent company, Heroes Media Group. Check out all the podcasts. Uh, or if you want to become part of the HMG family, we are hiring right now. Simply go to heroesmediagroup.com. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.